and welcome to episode 31 of Expertise is Overrated, the podcast that takes the time to answer the questions you didn't know you didn't want the answer to. I'm Sean. And I'm Vib, and neither of us has any clue what we're talking about. Before we move on, let's award the much-vaunted Expertise is Overrated Tinfoil Award. As a reminder, this is an award that we give out at the start of each episode to the person who had the most ridiculous point in last week's episode. Now, I think in an Expertise is Overrated first, this is a tinfoil that's inspired by feedback. Inspired by feedback, indeed. Um, um, although, let's be honest, this is just an attempt to give tinfoil to someone who wasn't even on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you may remember last time, we had some feedback from friend of the show, Ellie, who was talking about our episode on... Uh, the Englishman in Demon Reach in the Dresden Files. Now, her feedback involved some convoluted plan to have Mirror Mirror uh, take place in Harry's head uh, while trapped in Demon Reach. Um, and yeah, that, that set you off on one, as far as oh, I can it remember. Did. You went it mad. It really did. And I, I stand by my theory. And is this our first tinfoil that's actually for tinfoil? Yeah, I think it is. I think I, well, no, because we had Ellie's tinfoil for tinfoil, which was literally oh yeah, for tinfoil, tinfoil hats. hats. Yes, okay. This true. is this is the first tinfoil for a theory. I think for metaphorical tinfoil. Mm. Yeah, this <laughs> is I'm the very first... proud of that idea. I, I think I think Jim Butcher is going to prove me right, and and maybe Jim, if you're listening, you maybe consider writing Mirror Mirror the way that I described. Just you know, put them out there. <laughs> could do. You could, you might get a dedication. <laughs> Can you imagine? Maybe they'll name a character after me. That would be good. Someone who dies a horrible death. Yeah, horrible, horrible, in mirror, awful, mirror. awful death. Um, no, so that was good. Thank you for that, Ellie, as always. Um, and I guess also thank you to Ellie to an extent for the four gnomes in a trench coat, which we uh, no referenced. No, 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 no. I, I put that in in her honor because I know it. A, it hurts you deeply. It does. Brings me immense joy. Uh, and I'm sure it does. Uh, it brings her some joy too. So, thank you on two accounts. Yes, thank you very much. And in fact, uh, turning to feedback on our most recent episode, why player choice is ruining all aspects of D and D, I received, I think, the longest text I've ever received from another human being that wasn't Good. asking me for money. Um, <laughs> not yet, anyway. Not yet, anyway. Uh, from Ellie. Uh, so. It's, I'm going to finish with the end of the, the text, which is, sorry, this was an essay. Next feedback I give will be more of a conceptual stick figure. Uh, yeah, okay. no one believes that. No one believes that. So I think I'm just going to read this out, and I'll try and read it quickly. You, I, I, we only have an hour. Just I can't just really summarise it. <laughs> I thought I was agreeing with you, but I think I don't. I agree with keeping the various racial bonuses, but I do quite like creating a character who isn't just min-max and had unusual stat stacks, in, as in terms of character development and storytelling, you can come up with some really interesting ideas, which I think is fine. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. I will say what I think you're getting at is almost the idea of not wanting edges smoothed out so as to enable people to just play to their own sensibilities. That is, if you choose a human... You don't get dark vision, and that's a compromise you have to accept. Versus, I want to be a human who can see in the dark because reasons. On evil paladins, I think if you deviate from the norm standard, you may have to be clever about it. Like, I think an evil paladin would be fun, 
but you have to figure out a way to do it without breaking the vows, which, I, yeah, I think that's actually probably where I would really struggle with it. You have to be someone who is willfully thick when it comes to morals. Essentially, your issue is that you've got a thing you like that was running smoothly and then it's being changed to pacify people who aren't putting in the effort, aren't actually very engaged, whereas if they didn't like racial bonuses and the like, couldn't they just have dropped them? And then the feedback goes on, but I, I think that is enough of the, the text to, to say, yes. <laughs> that, you, that, you know, <laughs> you know what, what she's done there is in... I don't know how long did that take you to read, maybe a minute or two. A minute or two, yeah. Is essentially expressed what I tried to say in the space of an hour and 30 minutes. She she did have the benefit of being able to pause the episode and think about it, whereas you had to keep listening to my rambling every time you went silent. This is true. Which is hard. <laughs> but uh, no, that, that I mean, yeah, I fully agree with all of that, I think. I, to be honest, I think I don't disagree with much of it either. Um, so, uh, well, I think what we learned is, from last week's episode is, or, or sorry, two weeks ago, it's it's a big issue. I mean, the the Discord debate has been raging as mm. well. Um, it really has, and that was really interesting. I don't have it open, unfortunately, but then I would just be reading other people's content again, and that's just sort of cheating. Can't really well, turn that into a well, podcast. Quite. I mean, as we've said previously, please join the Discord because yes, it's a very engaging discussion to be had. Mm. Um, but I think what it's it's shown us is perhaps we need to revisit this at some point. Uh, maybe when sixth edition does come out, there's, there's a couple and of proves you wrong. Well, there's a couple of RPG projects on the horizon that I've got my eyes on that I think sixth edition or five point five being formalised would be one of them. But there's a couple of other RPGs that are in the have their irons in the fire, as it were. And I think if any one of them launches, it would be a good stepping stone for the discussion again. Oh, for sure, for sure. And maybe one campaign where we will try to play an evil paladin who is also four gnomes in a trench court. Yeah, and someone else can someone else can run it for you. <laughs> yeah, you won't be playing in that, don't worry. No. <laughs> I wouldn't want to. And that's the thing, I don't have to. You don't have to, exactly. But, well, that, that, yeah, let's, let's not get into the <laughs> let's debate not do again. It. Let's not do it again. <laughs> Thank but... you, Ellie, for, for once again just getting us to, to start fighting ten minutes into the episode. She's good at that. She is very good at that. So let's move on to today's uh, topic. Yes. It is, of course, May the 4th, so we are not talking Star Wars. We're really bad at this. We really are very bad at this, aren't we? <laughs> the the, the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer, that official trailer for the series, also dropped today. So we could be talking about that, but we're not. Well, and the other thing is that uh, something that would have been relevant to this episode comes out in two days, and we're not talking about that either. <laughs> we're so bad at this. We might I think the world's worst podcasters. You know? I think it's endearing. I uh, think well, we're, we're so obviously so bad at this that at least 70% of our listener base, so three people, um, just listen to us out of pity. Hey, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's worked for us thus far. Doesn't show up in the statistics, so I don't care. I imagine no. just left pitying faces. I don't know. Uh, no, so we, as you may have guessed from that very cryptic introduction, are talking Marvel films. Um, obviously, you probably don't have to guess because I suspect it's in the title of the episode. But never mind. No, oh, well, um, that's cheating. <laughs> Who reads the title anyway? <laughs> So what we've decided to do, because there are, frankly, too many Marvel films, is they really are, you know. Rather than rank them, we have split them into tiers. So, you know, the classic S tier, A tier, B tier, C tier, etc. But 
in our own inimitable style, we've given them names. So I've already noticed that there is a disconnect between my list and the list of tiers that we agreed. So that's a great starting point. Amazing. <laughs> so the five tiers that we agreed on were top tier, pleasantly surprised, classic superhero average, immensely boring, and then damning with faint praise might as well have been made by DC. I also have actually bad. Oh yes, that is my bad. I, I think we should include actually bad. Yes, um, we, we discussed this a little bit because immensely boring is not necessarily bad, right? So yeah, and there are some that are actually bad, but don't have that unique, confusing quality to say that they could have actually been made by DC. Uh, it's um, a very niche category, really, isn't it? It could have been made by DC. But oddly, I have more than one film in it. <laughs> Uh, me too, yes. <laughs> me too. Um, I mean, so it is, it's obviously a very long list, of these. So I think it's 17 films, is it? That's, some, that's ridiculous. It get, as you say, it's getting longer on Friday as well with the release of The Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, and I'm just going to hedge my bets and say top tier. I think that's right. I think it's either going to be top tier or might as well have been made by DC. <laughs> it's possible. I think but it's, it's, it's two of MCU's, like, sort of wizardy witch type mm. characters which which will be really fun i think and doctor strange has been very good in everything he's been in as well which really helps as has um as has wanda spoilers <laughs> for, for this episode not for mcu i mean if, if you still haven't realized that we just spoil everything for people who listen then i mean yeah. quite frankly that's on you yeah that this, this <laughs> is episode honest. 31 guys come on <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, so I suspect that the argument will start pretty quickly. I mean, there's a chance it starts with the first film. So what, what I think we should do, well, I say I think, is your suggestion, it's a very good one, is run through the films in release order and each of us say where which tier we've put each film in. Yes. And then at some point get derailed because one of us will just be wrong about a film. Yeah, I, I guess I mean if we if we agree that's great, we agree. If we yeah. disagree, we should probably argue a little bit of a case and Yeah, and then we may need to park some things to the end when we get to you know the Avengers and it's half an hour into the episode. Uh that that's ambitious. I think we won't get past Captain America before the hour mark, but okay. You want to kick us off? Yeah, so the very first uh, MCU film uh, in release order was Iron Man. Uh, this is the Tony Stark origin story, and I've put it in top tier. See, I've actually cheated a little bit here. Um, oh, okay. I, I created its, its special category for a moment, which is super special. I mean, because it is obviously top tier, right? There's no argument there. It kickstarted the whole franchise, and it's yeah. it's inherently a very entertaining it's, film. It's a very, very entertaining film. And as, exactly as you say, it kickstarts the whole thing. If Iron Man is a flop, you don't get the MCU. So I think even if Iron Man through very, very harsh viewing is probably only really classic superhero average, you can ignore how important a film for the MCU it is. Yeah, exactly. And it is actually really good. It's amazing. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. at his, at his finest. Yes, um, amazing film. Plus but Jeff Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, oh, being of course, an yeah. excellent villain. Oh, man, that, I might might watch that film again uh, later. I on, started uh, I started an MCU rewatch, uh, and I got to uh, the Avengers, and I just was like, "There's so much to go. There's so many more films to get through. I just can't do it." 
See, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I, I did one not too long ago. I got to Infinity War. And of course, there should be two films in between that and Endgame. And I went to Endgame. So perhaps that tells you yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, there are, there are, I think, too many Marvel films. but There this... are also just too many Marvel films. It's very true. Next one, and we've had an argument about whether or not this is MCU. Uh, but apparently it is. Uh, so The Incredible Hulk. This is Edward Norton's venture as The Incredible Hulk. Where have you got it? Uh, for me, immensely boring. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good film. It's not a bad film. It's not a bad film either. That's the thing. It's just kind of meh. I don't think Hulk solo ventures work. No, because when he's hulking out... He's not a character when he's hulking yeah, out. Yeah. Un- unless you do what they do in Ragnarok, which is make him into a character, and then that's the film. But it was not. it just doesn't work. It's boring. Yeah, and I mean, part of me wondered if that was Edward Norton, but he's such a good actor, and it's not like they made a Mark. I mean, it's Ruffalo not. One, right? It's so. not his wheelhouse. It's not his wheelhouse, but it is Mark Ruffalo's, and they still didn't give him a, an independent one. Yeah, so. but no, no, character it's not, issues. It's not very so, yeah, but boring. You know, that's why most fine. people don't bother with it. Yeah, Iron Man two, actually bad. Oh, interesting. I'm sorry, it's, it's not a good film. I, I In my rewatch, I nearly got off at Iron Man 2. It's just not a good film. There's too many things going on in it. They're trying to do... Well, sorry, where did you put it? Might as well have been made by DC. <laughs> I think it's that bad. That's That's very damning. We agree on it being bad, at least. It's just... I, I could be persuaded to stick it in actually bad depending on how the rest of this this list goes i think we need i think we need to see bad film we need to see what else could have been made by dc i don't think it's nearly as bad as either of the two that i have um yeah yeah but it's it's complicated in not a good way there's something weird about government overreach going on they're laying groundwork for hydra but not well Robert Downey Jr. apparently invents an element to prevent palladium poisoning. <laughs> That's a thing. He builds a particle collider in his basement and invents an element based on tech, not something that his dad came up with 50 years ago. It's just so yeah. confusing. It's Tony Stark. No, I, I agree. Part of me wonders with that one if, if that's the moment where the Marvel execs realised, oh shit, we can actually spin this into a massive universe. Yeah, I and think we might kind of right. get it you know, get this going. I think you might be right. Cause it's the black widow introduction. Um, it's the war machine introduction. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy to think, isn't it? How, how far back war machine goes. It's probably Sam Jackson's real introduction. I don't even remember him being in it. He's in it. Sir, please, <laughs> please come down from the donut. Oh yeah. That's see, that's in that film. Ah, fuck, you see, but this is my problem with it, because I haven't watched it nearly as much as I've watched some of the others, because it's so bad. Yeah, it's just not very good. And the dude who wants his bird, ah, oh, just, yeah. I want my bird. But I mean, but also, like, Mickey Rourke is quite clearly having a great time. <laughs> he is, but I think he always is. He's having a great time. The guy playing Justin Hammer, whose name escapes me, which is really irritating, is having a great time, but... But that's, that's for me, why it has that DC-esque quality. It's like moments of brilliance that don't make any sense in a film that's just shit. That's fair, I think. There is there is something to that. Um, 
I don't know. It's I think it's trying to be too serious. This is part of the problem that it has. Like, but maybe that's maybe that makes it DC. I don't know. I think there's there's a case to be made that it could have been made by DC. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll we'll come back to it and see if we I think, can I think so. agree on it. But we 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 agree that it's it's definitely on the bad it's, side. Of it's things. it's it's in in the bottom half of the table. Bottom yeah, third, bottom third of the table. It's it's um, in the bottom three films. Let's, let's not. I think I think it, I think it, I think there's a, there's there's a strong argument. It's objectively worse than one of the films on my could have been made by DC as well. As well, it's okay. just it's just not good. There's there's something. Oh, we need to come onto this when I get to the the DC films. Um, next on the list we have the first Thor film. This is Kenneth Branagh's attempt to do Shakespearean drama in a superhero film. Yeah, classic average. Classic average, yeah, for me too. I think we need to come back to the classic superhero average tier and talk about it because I think the needle has moved significantly on what we consider to be classically average. But Purely as a result of as a result of all yeah. of these films. Um, anyway, well, let's let's move on. It's a good film. There's not much to say about it at I, this I point. Think, yeah, I mean, I think you can't talk about superhero average without MCU now because I mean. This must make up the majority of superhero films out there these days. What, just bang average? F- for the MCU, for sure. Yeah. But it did the job, you know. Fine, yeah, it's decent, decent fine. Captain uh, America. I've got it in pleasantly surprised. You've got it in pleasantly surprised? I do. Where have you got it? I've got it in superhero average. Uh, that's fair. I think... If if this was ranking them purely on actually like tiers like goodness, then I think it's it's C, B tier. So in the same tier as you, but I didn't think you could make a Captain America origin story good, and I think the first Avenger is actually quite good, um, and that's why it's pleasantly surprising to me. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that, and now I'm, now I'm second guessing myself. Because you're right, you make a very good point. I was actually pleasantly surprised. Yeah, that's 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 the thing with this that category. It's an odd one. Um, you know what? I will concede the point. I think I will uh, move. I will move Captain America into pleasantly surprised. Because I I don't hate it. Actually, I really don't hate it. It's as you say, Captain America on paper is such a boring character. At least in my opinion. I think I think I think on paper he is a boring character. I think Marvel have done a phenomenal job and Chris Evans has done a phenomenal job with what should be a boring character. Well, plus um, Hugo Weaving with a bright red face somehow still being amazing. Bright red Hugo Weaving. Um, Got to give him that, you know. Toby Jones is great in everything he's in. And of course, I mean it's it sets up a huge backstory that that, you know, until Endgame, it's it's the well first Infinity Stone film. Ooh, I know Thor would be no. Is there an Infinity Stone in Thor? There's not. It's the Ice Cube, which isn't an Infinity Stone. So what's the Infinity Stone in Kashmir? Is it the Tesseract? It's the Tesseract. Yeah, you're right. So that's that sets up. The, Unless there's one in the Incredible Hulk. Unless there's one in the Incredible Hulk, which I've forgotten, <laughs> <laughs> which there could be, could well be. No, I don't think there is. Okay, that's yeah, so the first Infinity Stone. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah. Pleasantly surprised. You're, you're right. I'll give you that. Well done. First time you convinced me of anything. <laughs> it won't last. The Avengers, <laughs> or uh, as it was, I think, in the UK, Avengers Assemble. Avengers Assemble. Yeah. Go on, you you go first with this one. I, I I've hedged my bets and put it in pleasantly surprised again. No, no, but I think there's a case to be made that it's actually immensely boring. Uh, see, and <laughs> and that's the thing, and that's that's nearly where I went. I, I put it in average. <laughs> I really ummed and odd about this because every time I think back, I think, oh yeah, it's got some great moments, but then you watch it and it's like it's so long. It's very long, and lots of it doesn't make sense. Lots of it doesn't make sense. What what ultimately swung it for me is that there are, perhaps this is the wrong way of doing it, but there are some films that are definitely more boring. Mm. Uh, by virtue of I can't really remember what happens in them. No, there definitely are. Whereas I do remember, the, I mean, the, the Avengers does have some iconic moments, right? I mean, it's got to be said, but I think yeah. it's just bang average. I, I So again, I was surprised because I didn't think that you could do it. I didn't think that that sort of team-up film would work and all of the characters are vaguely detailed and have something approaching an arc and it still has light-hearted fun and it has action. But you're right, it is about six days long. Yeah, that's, I'll write it down because I don't think I can give you pleasantly surprised for that. No, I'm, I'm happy to, to, to not be allowed pleasantly surprised for that. I think it might. I think it might just be bang average. I think it might be average. Uh, yeah, I agree. They did something amazing with with the sort of first massive ensemble superhero cast. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, give you that. I'm gonna give you that. Yeah, actually, bang That's, average. Oh, so far, so good. No major disagreements. Not yet. Iron Man three. Iron Man three. Actually, bad. I've got it in immensely boring. Uh, I think. See, I, 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 I can I see why. Be, I see. I think you might be right, though. Again, because I don't think it is boring. Because there are there are bits in it where you're like, oh, that's quite funny, or that's quite like interesting, or what have you. But the 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 sum of its parts is just yawn. See, where where I think it's unforgivable for me is that by the time you're watching Iron Man three, I think you realize Iron Man well, he's either for you or he isn't. I suppose. Yeah, I'm a massive fan, and yet I know that Iron Man One is amazing. I know Iron Man Two is objectively awful. Iron Man Three is forgettable, but because it's Iron Man, I can't call that boring. I have to call it actually bad. Because if you make a character like Iron Man forgettable, you've made a bad film. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. So yeah, for me, it's it's actually bad. It's it's a shame because it's the last Iron Man film, you know. It is the last solo Iron Man. It's sort of the last. Well, I mean, Civil War is a film, but Civil War is a cat film. Um, yeah, no, but it's it's a cat. It's a cat versus Iron Man. That's really what they could have yeah. called it. That's a fair point. Is it is it the last solo film? No, no, it's the not. Next Thor, one, I suppose, yeah. Thor is. Thor two is well, or like Doctor Strange, or. Homecoming, or there's actually quite a few solo films. It's just an incorrect statement. Yeah, fair point. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, so. I think, I think, think for me, what I have in my actually bad category is object are, are genuinely awful films. Whereas Iron Man three isn't, as you say, it's just forgettable, and that's why I have it in boring. Although I, I completely get if you take a character as good as Iron Man and make him boring, that's unforgivable. 
yeah, that's that's the thing for me. It really, is because uh, I mean, if we if we go to the next one, Thor: The Dark World, because I felt Thor still he was kind of developing still. Yeah, they you know. Yeah, so Thor, the, the the distinction is Iron Man has a film between Iron Man and the Avengers, and Thor doesn't. So Thor yeah. is getting his Iron Man two post Avengers. So yes, it's Cap. To, exactly, so it's Cap. Yeah. To be fair. Um, but yeah, should we should we do Thor: The Dark World? Thor: The Dark World. There's only one place it can be. DC might as well have been made by DC, and he, that's confusing. even doing a service to DC. To be honest, what a baffling, baffling film! Like just none of it makes sense, and it's so boring. How do you take Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Christopher Eccleston, Skellen Skarsgård, and Anthony Hopkins? And Tom Hiddleston, and make a film that is this bad. That is that bad? I know, isn't it criminal? It baffles me. It it's... absolutely baffles me. And it's the overall plot is bad. The things that they try to do to make it funny about that fucking tube scene. I mean, come on. That is my single most hated scene in a Marvel film, and I think I've ranted about it on on air before. It's it's on par with Ginny Weasley's tying Harry's shoelaces type cringe shite you know this just yeah yeah whoever made thought of dark world please stop <laughs> you should you should feel bad you should feel bad you might as well go and work for dc and cast i don't think they, i don't think they'd employ you i think it's worse than most dc films actually i've just i've just thought of something have you seen morbius no i haven't no me neither technically that should be on this list shouldn't it I yeah probably. Can we just go I, ahead and assume that it belongs and should have been made by DC? It looks like it should. The trailers <laughs> make it look like it should have been made by DC, um, which is a shame because it's an attempt to make Marvel or the MCU darker, and it looks like it just doesn't work. And also, can people please stop giving Jared Leto jobs? Seriously, what the fuck? <laughs> just stop. <laughs> he's he's a, a he's a complete and utter douche. He's, he's a not very good man. He's no. So just stop doing it. Yeah, please. Yeah, he, no. he and the guy who made Thor Dark World just go and sit in a corner together and, and don't I bother just, anyone. I can't believe we forgot Morbius. That's really bad, but also really funny. It's actually quite funny. Pro yeah. streamers. No. <laughs> no, Thor of the Dark World. What are you doing? Really awful. Really, really bad. The, the worst one so far by a, by a mile. I, th- I think it's the worst MCU film. That's up for debate. <laughs> probably, but it's probably. I, I feel confident in that statement. Okay, fair enough. Um, this next right. one, I suspect we're, we're going to have a problem. I don't know that we're going to have a problem. We just like different things. I like good films, and you clearly don't. Captain America the Winter Soldier, top tier Marvel. <sighs> sure, you're working. No. I like it. It's, <laughs> it's that simple. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's, that's what we're all about, ultimately. So, uh, no. Me, it's, it's average. Fair. Well, not fair, you're wrong. But I think for me, I like... What am I trying to say? I like a lot of the character interplay in um, The Winter Soldier. I like the personal conflict that Chris Evans is dealing with. Um, I like the, you know, hubris coming home to roost for Nick Fury... Uh, things like that. 
really. It's it's the the film that brings in Hydra, which is probably a bit unnecessary, but it's also quite fun and cool and cinematic. Nah, see, that's kind of it for me. Is it's the whole Hydra storyline. The Hydra storyline might be convoluted. I just but... don't buy them as the big evil. No, you know I what I mean. They're, they're just a bit fair. too. World War, World, World War II cults don't really work in a trying to be a 1980s spy flick. I sort of get that. But I quite like that The Winter Soldier isn't a run-of-the-mill superhero film. It's trying to be a 1980s spy-stroke political thriller where the main character is a superhero. I enjoy that. I I would too, and I mean, I mean it's average. Don't be wrong. I, I don't hate it. It's just, mm. yeah. I, no, I just I just can't bring myself to go. Oh yeah, Winter Soldier. That's the one you should really watch. No, fair. I think I think that is fair. I think if you're only sitting down to watch one Marvel film, I wouldn't say Winter Soldier. But it's one of the few on this list that I go back to time and again, and. Of those, it's probably the only one that I go back to and think, ooh, this is a really, this is actually a good film, rather than this is a guilty pleasure. Like, I go back and watch Guardians of the Galaxy a lot, but that's a guilty pleasure. That's because I like the music in it, basically. Yeah, well, we'll come on to Guardians of the Galaxy in a, in a second. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no, fair enough. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't hate you for it. I mean, I think you're wrong and you clearly lack fair. taste, but. It's okay. What, what what I think what my one of my problems with Winter Soldier is that it introduces some interesting characters that you then don't see for a while. Black Panther being an obvious example because it takes forever for the Black Panther film to come out. So Black Panther, no, Black Panther's Civil War. No, he gets introduced in Winter Soldier, doesn't he? No, he gets introduced in Civil War because he you only hear about Wakanda in Civil War. I think, or yes, no, because you, yeah, he's definitely only in Civil War. <sighs> you're getting, you're getting Civil War. Oh dear, that Winter could be Soldier awkward, couldn't it? Hang on, that could be very awkward. I mean, the point still stands that I think if you can't tell the difference between Civil War and Winter Soldier, then that is indicative that both of those films were forgettable and therefore bang average. A, a little bit, yeah. So I think, bit. I think that's <laughs> fair. I, I I don't think it's fair, but I think that if that's your problem with them, then that is fair. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, no. So because yeah, that's that's why I was so confused. It's like Win- there's so much time between all these films. I don't really get why. Winter Soldier introduces well the Winter Soldier, um, Sebastian Stan, and it introduces Falcon, Anthony Mackie, and that's sort of it. Uh, and it also introduces uh, Sharon Carter, who's not really yeah. a character. Well, yeah, she comes back, though, I suppose. She comes back. She pop- th- th- These are all characters that reappear a bit, but really it's a Cap and Widow film. Yes, yeah. And I like I like them. I think they, they have good chemistry. Yeah, that's something we should come back to because you've got some very dangerous, weird ideas about all that. Oh, I have really bad ideas about that. <laughs> uh, but no, so that, that, is a, that is a thing that, yeah. 
Yeah, Dude. okay, no, it's not, it's not correct. The Winter Soldier, yeah, fair enough. Uh, I think maybe it's because it introduces so many new characters that I, I sort of just thought oh, Black Panther's also there. But yeah, yeah you're right, Civil War. Should, should, we, should we move on and then potentially come back to it as our first big yeah. point of contention? Yeah. yeah. So Guardians? Um, Guardians, average. Average, fine. Yeah. I really like it, but it's not a good film. It's an average film. But that, it's, it's actually... It's not bad, but it's it's actually immensely boring. But the soundtrack does really, really help it out. Yeah, I think that might be true. <laughs> that, that's kind of where I stand. <laughs> that, that, might, that might be completely yeah. and utterly true. I, it feels like a film where they picked the soundtrack and then wrote the film. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I think that might well be what they did. But that, that's not necessarily a criticism. No, they they got the cast, they got the music, and they're like, "Oh, well, what can go wrong?" <laughs> yeah, and just, you know, it works. I don't think I like Chris Pratt, though. He's an excellent Star-Lord, though. He's an excellent Star-Lord. I just am not 100% sure that I actually like him as an actor. No, I'm with you on that. I can't quite put my finger on why, but... No. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what it is. But I don't don't think... I'm I'm not convinced I like him. I'm going to leave it there for now and maybe come back to that when we talk about Guardians 2. <laughs> We've got so many films to get to before that. I know, isn't it awful? Um, Age, um, Age of Ultron. Speaking of awful. <laughs> Just Age, Age of Ultron. Uh, yeah, Age of Ultron was borderline DC, but it ended up just being really fucking bad. It scrapes its way into just being a bad film. Because it, it has no redeeming values whatsoever. It just is bad. No, you're you're just right. It doesn't have any redeeming features. It it introduces Vision and Wanda and Quicksilver for half a film. Uh, it's got. It, it introduces Vision, who I might get crucified for this, but is objectively the most boring, pointless MCU hero we see. It introduces Wanda, but does yeah. so really badly. Yeah. Because we're supposed to care about her bond with Quicksilver, whom we see for maybe 10 minutes, and then he has some sort of like, oh, I'm actually a really good guy, gets shot, and you're like, eh. Yeah, I'm not buying that. <laughs> it's the only, the only redeeming feature of Age of Ultron is that it sets up Civil War. It sets up Civil War, yes, but it does it in such a ham-fisted yes. way. Oh no, Tony built a bad thing again. Yeah, and they're like, oh, what, what? we need to somehow make these superheroes who've done nothing but amazing things look bad, and so... We make them look bad by having them do amazing things. Yeah, but oh, they created a, an evil robot. That... Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a mistake, yeah. sorry. Um, uh, I don't know if you can blame them necessarily for that kind of... Uh, yeah, I don't know, it's just, it's just a bad film, like this. It's just about films. <laughs> it's not wax lyric about it. It's just awful. It does. It does have one of the best lines in the MCU, though. Uh, go on. Which is the Hawkeye, the city is flying. I've got a bow and arrow. We're fighting robots. None of this makes sense. That is a very good line. It's, I it's do such, like Hawkeye a lot. It's such a phenomenally self-aware line. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's looking at the camera when he says it. <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall. Just, very just, Deadpool. Just, just smashing through that fourth wall going, I don't understand what's going on here. Help. Yeah. I think, I think we need to move on. Ant-Man. <laughs> okay. I think we disagree on this, don't we? Wherever you put it. I think it's boring. I don't like Ant-Man. Pleasantly surprised. 
Interesting. Um, and I'll tell you why. I mean, I had no idea there was an Ant-Man uh, at all. Fair. And they cast Paul Rudd, so instant win. So, yes, Paul Rudd is a fantastic Ant-Man in films with other people. That is perhaps fair. I but I was don't... surprised because I, it's the first, you know, he'd like rise around on ants. That's pretty funny. I you know, hate, like I it hate all that, like <sighs> Anthony and stuff like that. You just hate fun. It's the fucking gnomes all over again. <laughs> um, like when well, he... Someone is going to have to remove that stick up your ass one of these days. Uh, good luck. They've been trying for years. Um, yeah, it really is wedged in there, isn't it? <sighs> Who knew that we'd fall out of Ant Man? It's such a like a kiddie feel good romp of a superhero film. I think the problem is I don't care enough about Ant Man to fall out about it, and that's why I got it immensely boring. It's it's just not a film that does anything for me. The villain is cartoonishly evil for no reason. That's brilliant. Is it? Yeah. And you know, we're supposed to believe that Michael Douglas is is like some the good guy in this somehow. <laughs> it's just perfect. The casting is exceptional in the fact that it makes no fucking sense. The, the cast, the casting is very, very good. Um, I, I think that Paul Rudd is essentially. You need to have Ant Man in order to have Paul Rudd in Civil War. And Paul Rudd in Civil War is really good, so I'm willing to allow Ant-Man to exist so that you get Paul Rudd for the rest of the MCU. <laughs> Don't forget that Ant-Man, well, technically a rat in Ant-Man's van, <laughs> saves the world, but... Exactly. But I just, it's, no, it doesn't, it's not for, not for me. No, I, I think, you know, coming back to your previous it's... point earlier, if we'd just done a tier list, it would be C tier. Probably, maybe even lower. Uh, BC tier, I think. Yeah, it's not. It's not offensive in any way. But for me, it was. I was so pleasantly surprised because I was like, "What the fuck is an Ant Man?" <laughs> and I think they did it really well. It, it, it's a very well made film. The, the fight at the end is really good when they're throwing like giant trains at each other. And Thomas stuff. the Tank Engine is Thomas the Tank Engine is very good. Um, maybe I can push it into the classic superhero average. Yeah, okay. maybe, maybe, we can, maybe we can meet in the middle. I don't, I don't think it can be classic superhero average because it's not a classic superhero film. I think it has to no. either be immensely boring or pleasantly surprised. And I look at everything else I've got in pleasantly surprised and go, oh, it doesn't belong there. Well, or it belongs in top tier because it is one of the funniest superhero films made. It is very funny. It is very funny. And that is Paul Rudd. It's um, all Paul Rudd, yeah. But it could just. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I'm sticking with Pleasantly Surprised. We, we can come back to this. Oh gosh, we're just going to go through all the yeah. whole list again, aren't we? I don't. I don't think we, we've agreed on a lot so far. Um, I don't, oh, know, where, I don't know where we stand on Civil War. It's a big one, I think. Where have you got it? I think I might have committed heresy. I've put it in classic superhero average. Yeah, I, I've got it Pleasantly Surprised. But okay. I, I was not I, expecting I think, you to have it higher than me. No, I think there's a case for it to be average. I think I went into that film thinking this is going to be average because it's one of those filler films that has to set up a certain storyline. Fair. But I think it was really good. It it, it introduced Spider-Man, it introduces Black Panther, it turns out. It introduces Spider-Man and Black Panther. 
That's absolutely true. And it does it so well because I actually believe the rift between Tony and Cat. So, and so I actually think that that's I agree potentially with- bad like for, for the future films. And, and that, that caught me off guard a little bit. I agree with that. I believe the risk, but the rift, sorry, between Cap and Tony. I don't know that I believe everyone else forming battle lines around it. That feels it just all of a sudden feels really ham fisted to to me. Yeah, but it, the way it's the way still the way kind of works. The way that the lines all draw up and like align neatly so that everyone has like their counterpart that they can face off against and stuff. I don't know. It feels it No, but again it's kinda believable. It's sort based on of who, who joins which side. But then you've got like the fight between Natasha and Clint where she's like, oh we're still friends, right? As they're beating the shit out of each other. And you're like, ah, it's just this these none of these fights feel like they have stakes. And yeah, but, right. she, but she was also not really on, on either side. At least not in that fight. I mean, she she definitely you know, had her opinions there, but yeah, yeah. No, I, I yeah. I guess if you if you take the sort of wider view, sure. I, I, but I Cap the, versus Tony, I think, is so important, Cap, and they did it really well. Cap versus Tony is so important; they did it really well. And that fight at the end, which is Cap and Bucky and Tony, you, I absolutely believe that fight. And the moment where Cap looks like he's going to take. Tony's head off with his shield and you see the look of like terror that goes across Robert Downey Jr.'s face. I believe that completely. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The rest of the film feels weak, I think. And then you got the like search for Bucky story rumbling in the background, which is sort of also the main main plot. And then they had to make it a cat film, right? That's kind of the problem with it. And you've got Zemo, who, to be fair, is a very, very good villain. And I really like the twist, which is that he's not trying to raise all of the Winter Soldiers. He just wants rid of superheroes. I think that's a really good twist. Yeah. Maybe it's pleasantly surprised. No, I think think the simple reason for me as well is it's just... They they did something interesting with Captain America, which... Fair play. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 40, 40... 40-ish minutes in, we're about halfway through the list. Yeah, well, well done us. Doctor Strange. Strange. Doctor Strange, pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. That's they made it. a film about a wizard. <laughs> a wizard A wizard in the MCU? I mean, that came out of nowhere for me. Let's put a wizard in the MCU and have it not be shit. Yeah, well done. Better it come you know, I, must, I must caveat all this with, by saying, you know, I didn't grow up with Marvel comics, mm. but obviously, you know, because I don't live under a rock, I knew Iron Man, Thor, etc. Like all the big phase one people you know but then as the mcu progresses you're like what the fuck is a doctor strange and it just turns out that that's a guy's name yeah amazing yeah exactly right <laughs> made up names um no pleasantly surprised great film yeah yeah um biggest issue. Of the galaxy 2 on the other hand uh actually bad actually bad yeah it's such a shame it shouldn't be but it is I just don't care. Being, I don't care about any of the stakes that it raises. Kurt Russell. Yeah, fair. How? 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 How, how is? How is he in a bad film? <laughs> it had to happen to him eventually. Um, I suppose is the problem. 
Is the problem with Guardians of the Galaxy 2 that the soundtrack's not as good as Guardians of the Galaxy 1? That, that, that is the a... only problem that it has. It's, it's, it's a massive feature. But I'm... So much of the Guardian storyline as well focuses on Gamora and uh, Star-Lord. And none of it feels believable to me. And I also don't care. I don't care. Especially after Endgame, or Infinity War, sorry. I now know that I don't care about that romance because she's going to get chucked off a cliff. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't I don't care. I, I also don't like that Ego, the living planet, is apparently an idiot. Yeah. Oh, he's part celestial. But also, we've now seen Celestials and Eternals, and they look very different to Kurt Russell. Yeah. Um, but he goes, oh, it made me really sad to put that tumour in your mother's head. And I'm like, come on. He's apparently, like, billions of years old. He He's not that... He can't be that stupid. That can't be the... The conflict point can't be him telling Star-Lord what happened. Yeah. It's just poorly done, isn't it? It's, like, it's, we, need, we need to make him a villain. <laughs> yeah, it's just poorly done. It's it's not it's not great. There's there's something off about the Guardians in general for me after that film, and I yeah. can't put my finger on it. Yeah, there is. It's. I mean, I hope they pull it back with, uh, I guess, Thor: Love and Thunder. Is it? Is it? Is it? They all become too caricature-y? Guardians 1, they're all characters-ish. Whereas Guardians 2 and beyond, they're like just tropes or just caricatures of, of the characters that they were in Guardians 1. You know, Drax goes from being, oh, I'm, I'm highly literal to I'm actually a moron. There's a little bit of that, yeah. There's a little bit of that. I'm also just trying to think what Rocket does in, in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Because he's objectively just great. Yeah, but I don't think he does anything. Yeah, it's. And then there's that it, weird, there's weird yeah. gold people. Yeah, yeah. Who are they? Who like play computer game ship things? Like ship things. It's they basically yeah. are the space invaders from Space Invader. And then Yondu and stuff. It's just. I, I, he, no. I like. I like. He might be your father, but he ain't your daddy. That's a great line from Yondu. It's a great line for him, and he's, he's a great character, but it's just that whole film just lacks a little bit of the same heart. Heart, but also the gravitas of, of the first one. You know, that was a genuine like issue. Is this just Star Lord's daddy issues come planet killing? I don't know. Just, it's just bad. It's not a good film. No. Uh, I've lost my list. Spider Man Homecoming. Top tier. Ooh, I've got it in pleasantly surprised, but I think there's a case to be made for top tier. Top tier, so entertaining. I mean, Tom it, Holland just oozes with charisma. Tom Holland is a dangerous statement. Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man. Ooh, uh, no, I hands down agree. Um, we we <laughs> will always have a soft spot for Tobey Maguire for yeah, starting it all. Toby Maguire looked forty when he played Spider Man twenty. Of course, years but, we, ago. We, but we talked about how important Iron Man was for kickstarting the MCU. Yeah. I think Toby Maguire's Spider Man kickstarted all of superhero this. films. Yeah, yeah, made it all possible. I agree. Um, uh, but yeah, he was forty playing a, a fifteen, sixteen year old. So 
Well, look forward to it. He wasn't actually that old. (laughs) No one believes that man is in high school, which is awkward because Tobey Maguire was in high school. Uh, (laughs) But the same is true of Kirsten Dunst at the time. It's like, yeah, she's something way too old about her. She's not a believable MJ either. Uh, But and yet, I don't know. I I really liked Homecoming. The change of pace, the change of stakes, is quite nice. That's something else, right? Because there's, there's a lot of serious films around that. Well, actually, I said it because I mean, Ant Man's not serious, and Guardians of the Galaxy two. Maybe that's my problem with it. It's, it tries to be serious when it shouldn't be. Guardians two. Yeah. Yeah, Guardians two should be fun, and it's not. It's not. But then you get Spider Man Homecoming, which is just is. Which is fun. I like the. To be fair, I like. I like the Vulture. As a villain, maybe it's top tier. Because he's not. As villains go, he's. he's Again, he's that sort of Spider-Man. Oh, he's a he's a very Spider-Man. Yeah, it's like oh, he tries, he tries to be so evil. (laughs) He's just a grumpy old man who wants to make some money on the side. Um, Why have I not got it in top tier? Is it as good as the films I've got in top tier? I'm just starting to wonder what you have in top tier. Well, I've I've got the next film in top tier. I have Thor Ragnarok in top tier. So I'm not trying to work out is Homecoming as good as Ragnarok. Uh, I, I've deliberately got Thor Ragnarok at the top of top tier. Now I know we I've got it at the top. Of, I've got it at the top of top tier as well. I think it might but be the best MCU film. It's such a good film. <laughs> like all of it works. It's just brilliant, isn't it? It 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 it's brilliant. It introduces new characters really well. The stakes are there. Thor and the Hulk get you know such such good chemistry. Mm. Ah, the whole film's just amazing. The Taika Waititi is just a genius. I think I think that is it. I, if you think about the other stuff that Taika Waititi has made, like Hunt for the Wilder People is a phenomenally good film, and it shouldn't be. Yes. I he, think he's just a genius. He's just, there's, no, there's, he no, might, there's no choice about it. He might just be a creative genius. Um, and, and now that you're saying that, does Spider-Man Homecoming belong, belong there? Well, Maybe. But, I, I see. I couldn't bring myself to put it in pleasantly surprised because, yeah, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised, but ultimately, Spider Man. I don't think you can make a bad Spider Man film except for Spider Man Three. Uh, the Amazing Spider Man Two isn't good. It's not good. It might, uh, not be, it might not be bad. It might not be bad. No, but but I think what Spider Man Homecoming did was just. It, it, re- it reignited that excitement. It was like, yeah, Spider-Man, everyone's favourite you know, superhero. It, gro- it groans Spider-Man really well, I think. And I, what it does as well yeah. is, because because so far, sure, we have Ant-Man, who's funny, but what, what it introduces now is this genuine 15-year-old kid yeah. who might become an Avenger, and we've seen the Avengers fight things that kill people. Yeah. And, and knowing yeah. that's something that's going to happen, I think, just makes it such a such a cool film. I'm leaving it where it is for now, but I might come back to it. Okay, that's fair. I'm looking at what's around it and what's in the top tier. Um, okay, well, so we, Ragnarok top tier. There's no, there's no argument. No, there. no, there's no discussion to be had. Um, I would even, I would even challenge any listener to to come up with a reason as to why it's not top tier. You might not. You we'll might not agree. Wrong. It's the best Marvel film, but it is better than most of them by a significant margin. And it's got an excellent soundtrack as well. 
Absolutely. Uh, Black, Black Panther. Panther. I've got Black Panther as top tier. And I'm not sure whether I've done that because I actually think it or because I think I should have put it there. Yeah, you just want the points. Um, I'm not sure it's that. <laughs> no, I can get it. I, I've got it unpleasantly surprised. Fair. I've got Fair. it unpleasantly surprised because on, on the face of it, it's an origin story, and it's not really much of one. It's an origin story for a character we've already seen, which is but I, odd. But I, I, you might argue it's an origin story for the country of Wakanda, which is which is immensely cool. That's very true. Wakanda is great. You've you've made this point before. The fusion of technology and tradition in Wakanda is so good. So good. It's it's so interesting. That's that's why for me it's pleasantly surprising because like the character. Yeah, we've seen it before, and I think even at the end of Black Panther, I'm like, okay, I, I still, still a bit ambivalent. Um, even though Chadwick Boseman is a, you know, total legend. Yeah, uh, may he rest in peace. Sadly, um, but what it what it did to to show that country and just that's such a, that was such a novel idea for me. You know, this super high tech country that's still so traditional. Yeah, yeah very interesting. But mm, top tier. <sighs> So I think it has an excellent villain in um, Killmonger. It has Andy Serkis playing an actual human being, which always gets extra points for me. Uh, I like, I don't know, I like it, but I, I have to question whether I've got it that high because I've read lots and lots of stuff on the internet about how important it is as a film. And you know what? I think that's entirely legitimate because it has done amazing things for, yeah. for cinema and people of color, and, and that can't be discounted. No, so I think I think on a personal level, I probably have it in pleasantly surprised as well. But on a like looking at the MCU. I think it's a more important film than, than most of the other ones I've got in Pleasantly Surprised. And that's why it probably makes it into the top ten. No, you'll hear a new argument from me on that, yeah. I think, in terms of what it what it does from a cinema point of view. It probably blows all the others out of the water. Probably. Mm, with, the, sure. with, with the possible exception of something like Iron Man that proved that you could have successful superhero films. Yeah, yeah. But this, this, like Black Panther, is when the MCU came into its own and said, you know, we can actually use this behemoth of yeah, we can yeah of a thing to do something, you know, yeah, uh, which isn't just make entertaining films, but yeah, so so I, I I'm kind of with you, but I think as a, as a film, pleasantly surprised for me. I think that's probably fair. Um, I really like it. It's one that I go back to more than others, which is always yeah. a, a relevant consideration for me. Um. Infinity War. Infinity War. Average? Oh! Oh, now then. Um, Top tier. (laughs) Top tier. Everyone that I've spoken to puts puts Infinity War that high, and I just don't get it. You know what it is? It's going to sound really naff. It's literally Thor arriving at the end. That, I mean, that's that's a phenomenal <laughs> that's enough, scene. That's enough to put it top tier for me. Literally, that's bring all it me, takes. <laughs> bring me Thanos. Um, bring me Thanos. Oh, so good. That's very, very good. Um, 
couldn't tell you what happened in the rest of the film, but that is is great. <laughs> Peter, Peter Dinklage plays a dwarf. Peter Dinklage plays a dwarf. Who apparently doesn't know how to forge weapons. Where's yeah. the handle? <laughs> exactly. He starts. Like, he's got so much time. As Thor is literally starting a star himself to be like, oh yeah, we need two bits to make this axe. Let's, let's make sure I've got all my tools. Um, <laughs> no, but it's. I think. I think for me. I think for me, the problem with Infinity War, and it's a problem I have with Endgame as well, is that it feels like a series of vignettes. There's lots of bits yeah. happen. So there's, you know, you get the the Thor start of the film, and then you get the Vision start of the film, and Vision and Wanda start of the film, and then you get the this bit, and then you get the this bit, and then you get the this bit, and it's just sort of like... Eh. See, it's funny that you say that, because I, I, I re-watched this very recently, yeah, and up until I rewatched, that was exactly my opinion of it as well, as like, love love all the individual bits of it they're all cool yeah. they're all amazing but they are vignettes but then i rewatched it and i thought you know actually it's not as bad as i remember it like they stitched them together pretty so pretty nicely maybe maybe i need to go back and watch it my memory is that they don't feel particularly well stitched together because too many of the stories don't connect until the very end yeah, there's a little bit of that, but I but I think that almost helps it as well. Is that it does Maybe. come together when it comes it, together? It, right it, now. it does come together very well. I, I mean, mean, the this and the the last five ten minutes of it are really good. the The fact that they're just like, oh yeah, we're gonna kill Benedict Cumberbatch and Tom Holland and Sebastian Shaw and Chadwick Boseman and 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 you're just like, holy shit! But that's that's exactly it because what you see is you know Tony Stark the always optimistic like massive superhero beaten yes. soundly easily and then having his protege die in his arms yeah uh, awful and then cap again superhero gets absolutely wrecked i think um, it, it, the problem with infinity war is it is part 1 of part 2 so, so part one of a two-part film series. And, and it sort of feels like the... It, if you were to analyse the two films together, timing notwithstanding, Infinity War is the end of Act 2. That's when the heroes are beaten down and then they have to come together to win. But that's almost part of its genius, because if you remember when it first came out, everybody was like, oh my god, what the but, fuck? But the problem is, if you're analysing it on its own, it's an incomplete story. Because it's only Not necessarily. The story could just end there. You know? <laughs> yes, but... They could have lost. That could have been it. <laughs> they, they could have lost, that could have been it, but it's not, it's not a... If you, if you look at films through a three-act structure, it, it's not a three-act film. Because it's not planned to be; it's planned to be part oh, fair. of part fair. of a part of Endgame, and that makes it harder to watch for me. But, but in, I, in that I, case, I if you, if you were to put Infinity War and Endgame together, they have to be top tier as a. But they're about that's about seven top-tier. hours of film. <laughs> it is about seven hours of film. I agree. Um, so may, maybe, maybe. No, it's I, a fair I, point, but it's, it's, I just enjoy it so much as a film. It's, it's, it's so it, good. I might need to go back and, and rewatch it because if, if you had the same problem that I had with it. And have rewatched it and gone. Actually, that's not a problem. Maybe I need to go and watch it again. Yeah, have have another look and, and see. Mm. Maybe I just you know 
rose tinted spectacles and all that. Quite possibly. We're nearly there. Yeah, you say that. Ant Man well, and the Wasp. Boring. boring. I, can't, I, I can never remember what actually happens. I, in don't, I don't know what happens in Ant Man and the Wasp, and I think I don't care enough to find out. Yeah. Captain Marvel. Pleasantly surprised. That's where I've got it as well. I had oh, it. That's surprising. <laughs> I had it in classic superhero average. Um, and I was talking to my wife about it just before we came on, and she was like, "No, she was pleasantly surprised by it." So, any film that any superhero film that gets that seal of approval from her, yeah, I need to look at again. And I think can't it's, argue with that. <laughs> and I think it's sort of. It's it's a good film on its own. It's a good film, I think. It's very standalone. I I feel it's very standalone. It's so out of time compared to the rest of them. Um, no, it's, but it's, you also have to look at it in the context of what it did for cinema. Yeah, it, it's very good. Part of me wondered when I put it in pleasantly surprised if if that was the criticism that the people have against the character against Brie Larson. And me just objective, like objecting to that. But I, it's, I think it's a very in, in, entertaining film. It's very well made. Mm. And I think on on our Discord, actually, we've been vaguely chatting about this episode, and Nitsua made the point that he doesn't like it, but or he doesn't think it's that good. He'd probably put it in classic superhero average. But the reaction to his nine year old daughter, I think watching Captain Marvel is yeah. just second to none. I, th- I that that matters. That matters, yeah, hugely. Um in the same way that Black Panther matters. Um so like yeah, in, pleasantly it's, surprised. It's, it's kind of criminal really that you're how many films in now before yep. you get an actual standalone heroine get, get a female lead. It's, it's kind of bad on, on Marvel's part there, but you know <laughs> Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> 20, um, 20 films in. 20 films in. Endgame. Uh, 27 films in, that was it, not, not 17. Shit. Endgame, <laughs> yes. Average. Pleasant I think surprised I just, is where I think I've got I, it. I think I just don't like the Avengers films. Or no, that's not true. I do. I like them all. But Endgame, Endgame is exhausting. It, it's so difficult to watch because you. I come out of it so tired. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I was still pleasantly surprised because I think they actually went and did time travel. They did tra- time travel well. Yeah, they didn't completely fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> they did time travel well because they just went, look, it works. We're going to explain it on screen once and then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. And and what I like is they, I mean, they did it incredibly quickly, but they gave Hulk a nice ending. Well, I mean, he's not dead or anything, but, you know, he, he's Professor Hulk, and that's really interesting. P- Professor Hulk is great. They gave Cap a, ga- a great send-off, really good send-off, I think. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man, obviously, amazing send-off. Um, Black Widow, that's one that was like, oh, didn't really see that coming. And that's, no. that was quite a nice little arc, I thought. Yeah. Uh, with her and, and, and um, Clint. I mean, the, the, the time heist is great. The time heist is great, I think. Um, 
And then the big fight at the end that they need to have happens. Fat Thor. Fat Thor, though. (laughs) (laughs) That alone, pleasantly surprised. Fat Thor is so good. Uh, Yeah. And as I've said before, the fact that at the end of Endgame, when Thor suits up and he stays fat. Still so fat. That's such a good design or filmmaking choice. That's why I'm really um, looking forward, based on the trailer for uh, Love and Thunder, that the first he's just going to have a workout montage. montage. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, no, but I think Endgame had a massive challenge in did, terms it, of fixing, well, not fixing, but like resolving Infinity War's ending. And I think it did it very well, better it did, than I expected it to. It did. It did, it did do that. It, resol- it resolves the Infinity Saga, actually, and it actually resolves it. And you go, yeah. Okay, well done, that was yeah. that was twenty one films, but that's a complete arc, and still leaves the door ajar for more time fuckery and yeah. whatnot, alternate realities, etc. Yep. Far from home. Boring. I've got it in average. I think there's a strong case to be made for boring, though. I'm not going to argue with you on it. It's it's such a second film. Just just so convoluted. For, for, well. No, For me, it was borderline bad. I, I couldn't put it in bad because it's Tom Holland, and I love Tom Holland. But Tom Tom Holland saves it. He, Tom Holland he, he and Zendaya save, save he, him. Him and Zendaya save, absolutely save that film. Well, and uh, his sidekick, whose name I forget, but uh, Ned. Ned. Yeah. Uh, but just yeah. disappointing for, for me. Dis- yeah, it almost needs a category of its own. Disappointing. Disappointing. Yeah. Black Widow. Black Widow. Boring. Sorry, yeah, it I've just got is. That one on average for me. Um, I, I was happy to, to see her get a film. Yep, it's in the I, wrong I place. I enjoyed her family dynamic. That's about it, really. It's in it, that film is in the wrong place. It's released at the wrong time. It needs to be released before Endgame. It, it does fundamentally. Yeah, it's just it in the wrong place. But even if it is, I just don't know that I'm. I'm t- not. T- in... Tell you why it's not boring for me. Because it's got Ray Winston in it in an MCU <laughs> film, that in and of itself is enough to make it not boring. Yeah, all right, all right, I'll give you that. Ray Winston in an MCU film playing a Russian. Oh, it's just so amazingly bad that it's great. I think the problem is I just don't. I'm not invested in Natasha's backstory because I get the sense that she's not invested in her backstory. Like, she's not invested in, and so, what's so, the point of getting a backstory for someone you know is dead? Yeah, so so much of like Ultron and Civil War and Infinity War even, and Endgame are Natasha, like little side plot of Natasha being like, actually, I'm not who I used to be. I'm who I choose to be today. And then Black Widow is, oh, here's all this stuff about who I used to be. I just don't care. Yeah, but I think it kind of partly explains why she's not. Plus, it introduces her sister, which I think is just one of those things they had to do. Yeah. But we still don't know about Budapest, do we? Still don't know about Budapest. Fuck's sake. Um, Black Widow 2. <laughs> Tell me what happened. <laughs> Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Top tier cinema. I've, I've got it in Pleasantly Surprised, but I think... Oh, uh, what is wrong with you? Do you have no soul? You've got too much in your top tier. <laughs> You have nothing so far. What have you got in there? Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok, Black Panther, Winter Soldier, and Iron Man. Yeah, you got Winter Soldier. Yeah, you're just you're just a I, 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 I'm I'm 
Shang-Chi is just it's good. such a hark back to classic Hong Kong cinema in yes. the modern era yes. with superheroes. How is that not top tier? I'm trying to remember why it's not top tier and I'm sort of <laughs> struggling. Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Yeah. All right. You've convinced me. <laughs> I, conv- I convinced myself just by thinking about it. Um, Plus, perhaps you also looked at the next one. You're like, oh, well, if that was the other one, then. <laughs> yeah, it's also. Um, I- I- actually, looking at what's around it, you've got Far From Home, Black Widow, and then The Legend of Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings. And it's, it's such a, like you say, it's, it's a heart back to classic Hong Kong cinema. It's such a tone shift. Um, so fun it's so everyone is having so much fun it's got that classic mental um sort of western interpretation of chinese mythology yeah which doesn't quite make sense but still looks amazing (laughs) it's so good yeah all right yeah top tier come on easily fair enough and then (laughs) a film so good i nearly gave it its own category which was just called Eternals. Yeah, I've got it in. Could have been made by DC. I think it's the first so bad it's good, but it's also not good. Uh, it's 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 not. You see, it's so bad it stays bad. It, uh... You keep waiting for it to get good. I think I, that's that's, it, that's that's exactly it. <laughs> it's, it's just it's like watch. when is it happening? And you got Kit Harrington, and you got that really attractive lady whose name I forget. Uh, oh, not Angelina good. Jolie, the other one. Uh, why can't I remember her name? I know who you mean. The, the uh, lead, what, uh, Cersei. Uh, see, I've already forgotten the names. The one who is with Kid Harrington in the film. Yeah, the 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 the, the main character essentially. Yeah. And you've got um, what's his name? Richard Madden. Richard Madden. And you've got and, and, Angelina that, Jolie. <laughs> Angelina Jolie in her one and only Marvel film. <laughs> well, I'm sure she'll be back for Eternals too. I, I just remember when, because I remember distinctly that you were watching it uh, while you were supposed to be working. That's definitely not true. <laughs> one sunny, like, Tuesday morning. Um, and I just remember you constantly going, this is so shit. When is it going to get good? This is so shit. When is it going to get good? It, it was so convincing, in fact, that I watched it only a couple of days later, and you you asked me, "Have you reached the twist yet?" Yes, <laughs> I said, "What that he's evil?" No, I have not got to, to that bit yet, but it's it's coming. <laughs> oh, it's such a baffling film, and I I feel like it's one of those. What was the other one we said this about? It's a film that has to exist. Uh, I've already forgotten. I've already been... forgotten. Uh, it's a film that has to exist to set up like the next big bad or the fact that the next scale change or whatever. Um, but that's the problem with it as well, right? It sets up the the Eternals and the Celestials, and it's like, uh, but. But, but what? The I conflict, don't get it. I still don't get it. <laughs> the conflict is so ungrounded. The conflict is so abstract. And it's like, oh, this is a thing that's going to destroy the Earth. And then, like, a giant hand comes up out of the Pacific or what have you to crush the Earth. And you're like, 
but we've got the Avengers. Like, why wouldn't you at least talk to them? Could, could they get Thor to help? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Could we get Professor Hulk on this problem? Well, no, because we don't have the budget for them, but it's, yeah. And it sort of makes you wonder, like, if the Celestials are these all-powerful beings, can they not kind of read the room, you know? Yeah, it's like, you, don't, so you don't fuck bizarre. with Earth in the Marvel Cinematic it's, Universe. It's like, you just so bizarre. Just and, really, really shite film, which is a shame, because I feel like it, it could have but, potential. But I think I'll watch it again. When I'm in need for a in the need for like a complete switch your brain off and just watch pretty things happen on the TV film. Eternals might fall into that bucket for me. Maybe. I'm not sure. I might start it and then go, absolutely not. I'm not watching this shit. That's, again. that's my fear of it, yeah. <laughs> just just because uh, um, as I was saying earlier to you, like Disney Plus keeps pushing it on me still. I mean, even though I feel like it's not been that long. And even just the title screen where you see that there's so many characters, I'm like, oh, I've forgotten there were so many of them. There are so many characters, and they all have confusing names. And a lot of them are really just not interesting. No. There's there's all these, like, people who are meant to be people from history, except it doesn't quite work. And, like, oh, that's just so confusing. And this is this is why because currently it's it's technically in the same category for me as Thor two and Iron Man two, but they're yeah. they're just like a bit shit and ruin some established characters that I. That I Eternals is ruin. just confusing. It's bad. It's just it's just so bad. And finally, finally, we've come to the end of the list. Spider Man No Way Home. I can already kind of feel you shouting at me for this. I've got it in pleasantly surprised. Uh, top tier. Uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's as good as any, as the other stuff in my top tier. But I'm not going to argue with someone who does. It feels a little bit like nostalgia wank to me. Like the That's way. It. But but it's so blatant, and yet they pulled it off. They do pull it off. They do pull it off. That's absolutely true. Um, and the fact that they pull it off in an era of so much nostalgia wank is really impressive. Yeah. But I, I can't get over the fact that it's nostalgia wank. No, that's fair. That's fair. But I, I think it's top tier cinema. I mean, just the scene with Tobey Maguire and uh, uh, Andrew Garfield, you know, stretching his back. Like, that's just... That, that's oh. very, very good. It's those little moments, you know, that just make it top tier. That, that, that scene is very, very good, but it, it, it feels too much like a film that was just made for me. Like, someone went, let's, let's put all the things in this film that you liked in, in the Spider-Man films that you watched when you were... I'm going to get the wrong, but like 10 and 17. And I'm like... Yeah, but- yeah, but but you haven't actually made a good f- film. Oh, it, it, they did. Except, except that they did. They did make but a good they, film. They made a good film, and it is, it's like, you know, the execs of a, of a billion-dollar industry came to you and said, what would you like to see? And they listened to you, you know? Yeah, but I don't want them to listen to me because I have bad opinions. I, mean, I, I don't think want that, them to listen either. That's very true. I think, I think that's my, my problem. I want, I want the execs to make... Films that they think would be good rather than films that they think I think would be good. 
Hey, doesn't it doesn't matter. It, it's, I, I was I was pleasantly surprised with it because I thought it was going to be utter nostalgia porn, and it wasn't. It was still a good film. Um, but and it, it, yeah. set, it sets up the multiverse of madness, um, and it sets up more Spider Man films, which is always good. I want more Tom Holland on cinema and in my life. Generally, Tom, please call me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Since and then today call me once, once you know, once that's done. Uh, no, I agree with that. I, I uh, want to see more Tom Holland. I mean, I watched Uncharted, loved it. I need to watch that. I need to uh, watch that. I know, I know people probably hate a lot of that, but they can all go fuck themselves. <laughs> Excellent, great film. Um, cool. So we didn't, we didn't really disagree on on much. I'm looking at how long we've been going for. I don't think we can go back over stuff we may need to carve out some time in another episode to revisit our major points of conflict but yeah i think that it's the only one the winter soldier that's the one that's probably the furthest apart for both of us average and top tier right i think that's right everything else we've we've sort of either been one of us has said it's boring and the other has said it's average or one of us said it was average and the other said they were surprised by it or surprised in top tier yeah, it's usually one degree of separation. Yeah. Winter Soldier is 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 conspicuous in its uh, and Ant Man and Ant Man. Oh, Ant Man! Yeah, I think that's immensely boring. You were pleasantly surprised by it, but yeah, we're closer than I thought. Well, then I think the average balances out, right? Yeah, probably. But I think the, the the biggest takeaway for me is if you look at the films that I've got in classic superhero average, and the ones that you've got in the same category. My God, we're spoiled for good superhero films. It's it's bad, isn't it? Really? The Avengers, <laughs> or Infinity War, Endgame, Guardians of the Galaxy, Civil War, Far From Home, like all of these in the era in the era of the Tobey Maguire Spider Man films, completely redefined cinema. Quite, and and they all only happen. Because of how good Robert Downey Jr. is in Iron Man, yes, you can you can trace it all back to that casting decision, and that is phenomenal. Yeah, and uh, weirdly, to top it all off, back then, the best superhero films by a long shot were made by DC, or at least based on DC characters. That's it was probably Christian Bale's, true. It's the Batman. Christian Bale's Batman. It's the Batman trilogy. Yeah, which Dark might Knight. be overrated. Oh, and I thought we'd done so well to avoid stupid comments. <laughs> well, no. that settles some things, doesn't it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> well done. <You> moron. <laughs> He'll have die on another day. Uh, I never saw the third one. It's not good. <laughs> you, you've got... One and a half film, one and a half good films that are spread out over three films. I'm but it's not- funny because I always defend the trilogy to the death, having not seen the full trilogy. As as a trilogy, it's very good. As a superhero film, it's not high cinema. People who think it is need to go and watch some proper cinema. It's. <sighs> it's, just, it's just Christian Bale doing a deep voice. It's great. Cri- Cri- Christian Bale is good as a grounded Batman. Gary Oldman is a great Commissioner Gordon. Um, but 
is just not very good. Heath Ledger's Joker is quite good. Oh, it's very, it's I, very. I it's, really thought you were going to say overrated again, and then we would have had to have words. It's it, no, so that, that's not fair. Heath Ledger's Joker is very good. But Best there's been. Is Aside he, from perhaps uh, Joaquin Phoenix's, but that's all. I don't like. I don't like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. I just I don't like that film. Um, we're getting all bad film, or because it, it's like it hits the wrong spot. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I've only seen it once, and I came out of it and I went, "Nah, that's not for me." Which is for fine, me, not- it, it, it had massive uncut gems vibes, which was for me such a struggle to watch, but because it was actually really well done. Yeah. Um, I think actually I'm constantly told that the best Joker is Mark Hamill's Joker in the animated, uh, in the killing joke. Yeah. I can't, I can't say I've seen that. I've not, I've not seen it, but I'm reliably informed that that's the best Joker. I think Heath Ledger's I would Joker, buy that. Heath Ledger's Joker is very good for those films. Well, of course, but yeah. You know. But it's I don't, I, <laughs> he's in those films ultimately. Yeah, but I, I don't think he's like. I don't think it's as good as people think it is. And with all due respect to Heath Ledger's memory, I think part of it is that Heath Ledger do- is dead, and so people look at that performance through the lens of that was his last performance. Maybe, but people lauded his performance before he died, so. Maybe. I don't know. He did it very well. He did. He did. Do, he did do it, it very was, well. He was I'm a just, great actor. Right? I'm just being. I'm just being contrary now. But I think um, ultimately, true, true to our fashion, we are ending an MCU episode um, by you know talking about DC. discussion on DC, <laughs> uh, the films Uncharted and Mark Hamill. <laughs> we, do, <laughs> so. we, we do need to have a conversation at some point about why DC can't make good films. We do need to do that, and we also need to ask the question: Why is Mark Hamill not in the MCU? That is a good question. We could ask him. I'm sure he'd answer us. Especially now that he's so Disney. Uh, yeah. we, we, we should tweet him, actually, at some point. Yeah. We, should, we should tweet him in relation to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but until we do that, <laughs> I think uh, just left for me to say thanks for listening to this episode of Expertise is Overrated. No doubt we've said some things that were either objectively wrong or downright offensive. As ever, feel free to let us know, rate the podcast and leave us a comment or drop us an email at expertiseisoverrated at gmail.com. Tweet us at zero expertise. Check out our website, expertiseisoverrated.podbean.com or come join us on our Discord server. If you're lucky, we might just argue with you in one of our upcoming episodes. If you're really lucky, we might call you an idiot. Now, as ever, we'll be back in two weeks' time when, believe it or not, there's a hot taker brewing. Vib contends that there are no good Star Wars films. Rank heresy, if ever I've heard it. Join us in two weeks' time to throw rotten fruit at this utter nonsense. <laughs> <laughs>